Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Woo-hoo. Wow, that was like, <laughs> that was like no energy. <laughs> Zero energy. Jeez, the, the episode with negative energy. <laughs> Good <laughs> be. Thank you, thank you, somebody, for giving me that. Needed that. <laughs> it's been a weird day. Yeah, this is going to be our episode 96, I believe it oh is. Oh my gosh, we're so close yes. to 100. 96. Yep. So close. To Divisible I, by three. Divisible by three. That's true. And there's three players. Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's why uh, I'm currently why, why, now you're make it sad. I had yeah. to remind the audience. You had it neutral with math, and then you made it sad. We're in the <laughs> negative energy land. <laughs> it's true. It's uh, it's still a little quiet, a little lonely yeah. up here. Should but be back. Uh, it's fine. It's yes. fine. But when? The audience says. I don't know. Actually, we don't. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. The audience will find out. When last we left our heroes, the party having, uh, I think it's safe to say, suffered the uh, the worst defeat that the party had suffered up until this point. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, fleeing for their lives after a quick dimension door had uh, whisked the party to safety. A dramatic, hasted camel versus uh, evil sphinx. sphinx race had ensued. That classic fantasy trope. Uh, <laughs> of course. Is it a classic we're, fantasy show? Sure. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no. No. no we are the, no. We're I'm all original We are here. the first, not only first podcast, but the first people in existence to have ever made that statement. Please let that <laughs> be true. Please it's, let that be it's true. It's possibly not true. I doubt it. It's quite possible. Simpsons did it. Yeah, um, when in doubt, Simpsons <laughs> yeah, did yeah, it. probably. <laughs> the, the party had made their escape from... I don't think you ever found out a name for that place. It was just like the the, the palm, house of the palm house. Yeah. The dead palm the place house. The two dead palms. palms. Yeah, the place of the two palms. The Hotel the California. The yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh. Hotel yeah. California. Seven with the silly knives. You just can't kill the beast. We tried. It's true. We had to wait till we left the hotel. Mm-hmm. The party had managed to defeat the Sphinx, had returned back, had recovered their fallen compatriot's body. Yep. Had borne him with respect into the back of the wagon. As well as uh, Kelru, which is somewhat more difficult considering that he weighs a couple hundred pounds right now. He's yeah. a big boy, but we managed. He's a big boy now. And none of us was a dwarf. Yes. Yep. <laughs> else that would have been a lot easier. <laughs> I could have carried him all the way back on my back with a camel. In searching on Eurus, you had found that the, well, in searching the site, you had found that the cultists had removed all the masks indicating their presence there. All of the silver bracelets that as members of the silver chain they would have worn and had left on intact and his gear unmolested with the exception of a single missing item stupid journal in his journal yeah following this you had made your way back to the town of tefu where you had been stopped by the city guard they had had a a brief polite conversation with all of you this is kind of a, a little bit of that, like two people filling filling out the situation. It's that tense scene and, uh, and like all the cop movie dramas and all the, the police procedural things where there's like the guy that has the dead body in the trunk and he and the cop are carrying on a conversation. The cop mm. knows there's something wrong and the guy. You didn't in the hide front, it. Well, no, you didn't hide the dead body, but you are, did have one. You well, you're also <laughs> you did actually have one in the trunk. Uh, you were also hiding the fact that you have a artifact under your shawl. The guard had then informed you that they had been made aware of your departure from the city and that your presence was not just requested, but required by Deka Anherat, the Hatya of the city of Tefu. Who we wanted to see, but like maybe after a shower and a visit to a <laughs> bathhouse where we could make sure. And respectfully interring our dead friend. 
that too. Yeah, that too. And unstoning our other friend. You have lots of plans. Yeah. Yeah. We should have slept out in the desert. <laughs> I don't think that would have been any better. Probably not. Mm. So as we begin, the three of you are led through the nighttime city streets of Tefu. Later on in the evening, as it is now, there are very few people out on the streets. You've seen hardly another person on your entire trek out there, other than the city guard patrolling the streets, keeping watch. There seem to be more of them than you're accustomed to seeing. Can we sense motive to see, like, what the vibe is? Uh, yeah, that's actually, that is covered exactly by the sense motive skill, so. Hey. hey. Perfect 20! <laughs> well, good for you, because I roll a 5 for an 11. Yeah, I rolled a 2 for a 15. Oh. I got a perfect 20 for a 29. Nice! So, Hollis, not distracted <laughs> by the uh, the sounds around you or these people nattering and everything else, able mm. to focus on on just your general feeling. You'd say, you'd say it's quiet. Almost too quiet. No. Uh, <laughs> come on. No. The sound floods back to you. Yes, you can hand back over the death and conditioning cards <laughs> you've been holding on to yeah. for two weeks now. I'm so happy. <laughs> Goodness. You have the feeling that it is not just your imagination that there are more guards out here tonight. You're used to seeing the city guards. They usually travel in groups of three to four, but now in patrols of sometimes up to six. It seems as if they've not necessarily cordoned off so much as positioned themselves at key intersections, locations. And as such, you can only imagine that that's part of the reason that you see fewer people on the city streets. You enter into the old city, making your way up the ramp, still in the back of your cart, still with the uh, the escort of the city guard that you've had it until this point. A quartet of guards stands at the entrance, making its way into the old city. Not city guard. A quartet of guards wearing the black and white of the Church of Nethys. Mm-hmm. They watch impassively as all of you pass and make your way into the wide open courtyard. The columns stretching in the two rows from the front facade of the Grand Library all the way up to the front facade of the Church of Nethys. There's a whole lot of guards. Do you think Azaz went to the church? Because what else could have prompted this? Yeah, Citra probably shrugs a little bit, but then gives like a slight nod. Oh, yeah. Except we uh, went to that one place. Uh, I don't know, because he just told Azaz to... I don't know what Kabek told that, Azaz. Yeah, I was going to say, that assumes that Azaz unless, is not a, a, a under guard or whatever. Well, I was going to say, unless the Nethians found Azaz. Maybe. Doing whatever Kabek told him to do. That's possible. Mm. So, we'll find out. The guards lead you to the front of the structure. And as you approach, you would see that once again, there are a quartet of guards in the black and white livery of the Church of Nethys. They nod to the the civic guard that had escorted you to this point. One of them nods curtly up to the collected lot of you. Citra raises a brow like, try me. She's not in the mood. Hollis waves. The Hotcha expects you. The man helps all of you down. Two of the guards circle around the back, glance over the body that you have back there. We found Kelru too. Note the priest. One of them whispers to the other, the other nods. The one that nodded steps forward. Wait, what are you doing? This man is one of ours. Yes, he's also a friend of ours. What are you doing? He came to this state in the line of duty. He shall be restored 
Oh, nice. Just making sure. I am certain that the Hacha would be interested in hearing his side of the story. As would we. Just don't want you to hurt him. Us. I don't trust anybody at this point. No offense. This we've... man is a brother to our faith. And he's our friend. Let's just say we've had a very long night and we're all Cranky. on edge. Very well. The first man nods, gestures for the three of you to follow. He leads you through the doors into the structure. Wait, are we just leaving on yours back there? I mean, carrying him in. I yeah, well, I mean, but <laughs> like, yeah, but where where did we leave this cart? Is it just sitting out in the it's road? Parked, like, it's parked up front with the four guardsmen that escorted you okay. here. Right. I leave yeah. Sugar because if she feels danger, I'll feel danger, right? Fair enough. Okay, and I'm a, like, hide <laughs> if you need to. I'll keep a close eye on him and make certain that on her it is aware of the situation. The Falcon just sits sadly on his perch. The three of you are led inside of the building. For Sudi and Citra, I believe this is your first... Well, Citra, you've probably been to the building a couple of occasions before, although never really for long periods of time. Mostly just coming in here to retrieve items that were stored here, excess items from the, the library, or to help secure things for the school when you were staying in the, uh, or when you're training in the school here in Tefu. But you never followed Nethian faith. You didn't have reason to come here for religious purposes. And other than to update your address on your driver's license, I don't know. I don't know why you would come here for the political. Um, (laughs) Now, you really didn't ever have much of a reason to come here. So you probably only have ever been to a couple of rooms here in the past. Sudi, you, of course, never had a reason to be here at all. Nope. Hollis, you've only ever been to the religious side of the structure, which is effectively coming in through the front doors. The hallways stretch off towards your right and left, uh, make their way forward to a small area with a, uh, a wash basin so you could wash your feet and hands in preparation of before going for making your way into the, the holy sanctum to give praise to Nethys. This, of course, is not a common Nethian tradition where you were from, but it seems to be a common religious tradition here in Osirian. And considering that No Syrian's the birthplace of Nethys, you're not sure if this would technically make this more orthodox than the churches that you were part of. Yep, hard to tell. Instead of making your way forward and into the nave, you instead turn left. Make your way down the length of a hallway to a rather unassuming looking staircase. This you ascend, not one flight, but two flights of stairs, making your way up towards the third floor of the structure. With your brief glance in, you could tell that the second floor seemed to have been a number of hallways that you could see just from the from the open stairwell as you made your way past with numerous doors, reminding you somewhat of the approach to the uh, the chambers of Septi the Crocodile above the Temple of Phrasma. As you make your way up towards this third level, however, you walk out into a long hallway beautifully carpeted in an expensive rug of black and white interchanging geometric patterns. The wall off towards your right hand side is nothing but windows overlooking the front of the structure. And from here you have a commanding view of the entire courtyard outside all the way out to the grand library. The wall along your left hand side is nothing but repeated statues. You can tell that the ones closest to you as you step out are the oldest. And as you make your way further and further, the art design to them changes from this ancient, almost idealized 
form that the ancient Osirianis used. These perfect wedge-shaped broad shoulders, narrow waist, thin legs making their way down, hands held up holding, in many cases, a an onk or crook, although at no point in both. As you make your way further down, you pass by a number of other statues. You reach a hallway which seems to bisect the center of this, kind of coming in off towards your left-hand side and reaching this point. And this also is lined with statue after statue. And as you make your way past, you realize that these must be all of the... You're going to guess Hatya? Although in all of these cases, they are also the high priest. So you guess it's one and the same, really. Hmm. And considering the scores of statues you pass, it does bring into stark contrast how ancient the city is and potentially how old its secrets are. There are no secrets in Tefu. Mm. <laughs> True. Not to her. From the Hatya, yeah. <laughs> At the end of this second hallway, you reach what must be close to the center of the building. You pass through a small outer room where the two guards that have been escorting you up until this point stop before a large door. One door white, one door black. The men step off towards either side of this door. Hatya Deka Ankat awaits you. Sudi steps forward and pushes open the doors dramatically. Let's go in the white door. Now Sudi's going to do the double push. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's right. walking that neutral line, man. Stitcher <laughs> nods her thanks to the guards, even though they don't seem to like her very much. At the very least, they just seem to be professional. I won't necessarily speak for your characters, but the room beyond is probably not what you were expecting. It's certainly not a throne room. It's certainly not some sort of wizard or spellcaster's laboratory. Beyond is a fair-sized chamber, from one side to the other probably 40 feet, a square, with a skylight overhead done in black and white. Hieroglyphs cover the surrounding walls, and four pillars hold up the ceiling overhead. Draped between the pillars off towards your left and right are two long green tapestries, displaying the scroll and quill design on a green field that is the flag of Tefu. There's a single desk at the far end of the room and a uncomfortable-looking chair. Next to this desk is what appears to be a small stand, upon which sits a golden crown. The horn and disc crown that you had seen Deca Anhert wearing when she approached Mama Nafra on her pleasure barge, every time she was functioning in her role as Hatya. There are no other personal effects or decorations in this room. There are four figures in the chamber. Two of them are men, another is a woman. All of them are dressed in fine gear, weapons stored at their sides, their faces covered by black and white mixed scarves that are pulled up over the lower portions of their faces. They watch all of you warily as you enter. Two stand in the corners off towards your left and right as you enter into the room. Both of them simply make their way forward as you pass into the room proper, reach out, and shut the doors behind you and take up their positions on either side of the only exit from this chamber. Only visible exit. Only visible exit. Yeah, I'm going to say they love secrets. <laughs> the other woman, similarly armed and armored, stands next to the desk opposite from the pedestal that holds the crown. Standing behind the desk, somewhat leaning over it as she seems to have been the process of reading a papyrus scroll that she had stretched out across it, is the slender form of the Hatya. She glances up, releases the scroll, letting it roll back up naturally. This has been a long time coming. Yes, it has. And I like 
bow or whatever it is that you do to show respect. Well, what she show like what you didn't see was her doing every like major type of movement that you could do with your hands at a table. Kind of like a karate chop. It was a little like karate <laughs> chop. It was a little like I don't know what this thing. I give her the is. thankful karate chop. <laughs> I bow or incline my head or do some weird hand signal. I don't know whatever it is that you do in Nethas. You make church. the sign of the death and the life. I would I know, know that. That I is do a it. sign of my appreciation. I will break this board in half. <laughs> I, uh, <Yeah. laughs> I think we should have talked to her when Hollis suggested we talk to her. Probably. Well, it didn't help that Septi was like. Oh yeah, no, Septi definitely like put us on that foot yeah. of we shouldn't trust the Hacha. Oh well. Who knows? Maybe they have some bad blood going back. You don't know. Mayhaps. Hot young priestesses. And so they're a cat fight over it. No, they're just like in competition. Both competitive like batses. Oh, maybe they were lovers. Oh, oh, oh man. The plot thickens. I like this. I yes. like where this is headed. <laughs> Not anymore. The, ah, right. The the Hacha turns. Can I add that I am very apologetic for accusing you of perhaps murdering us and being rude to you. I greatly misread that situation and uh, you know that was on me and I'm very sorry. It would seem that a great many things were possibly misread. I wish to have this opportunity to speak with you, frankly. I love that. I'm here for it. That would be appreciated. I hate to be the one to suggest otherwise, but we really need to go to the bathhouse. Hollis's eyes get real big. Like, seriously? Um, he, the Kabak has the journal where he wrote the directions of the freaking thing. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's a... Are these guys all cool if we talk about deep, dark secrets? Because we know some deep, dark secrets, and if we want to be on the level, we're going to have to talk about them, but I don't know about these guys. And I like motion at the, I'm assuming, Inquisitors. They are incapable of sharing anything they hear. Oh, oh. good gracious. Are, are these the guys that have, like, their tongues removed? <laughs> oh, Sudi really wants to know now. Hmm? All right. Well, then our compatriot was murdered by the leader of the Silver Chain, who's also the guy that follows Skyfeather. I will point out that Skyfeather is the name of my My Little Pony Pegasus character and not the Sky Pharaoh. <laughs> Which is slightly different. <laughs> is there actually a My Little Pony character called Skyfeather? Yes. I don't know, but if I were to make... If I was going to play Pony Finder, I would definitely be Skyfeather. <laughs> pony Finder? It's, it's Pathfinder, but for My Little Pony. God. What was I even saying? You know that My Little Pony show is actually shockingly good. It's very educational. Uh, friendship is And magic. it teaches friendship. Magic is hair. Uh, try again. <laughs> um, try again. Yeah, uh, we're gonna... Our friend was murdered by the leader of the Silver Chain, who's also the guy that worships the Forgotten Pharaoh. Sky, Sky Pharaoh. The Sky Pharaoh, Forgotten Pharaoh, Hakatep, whatever you want to call that guy. Um, well, do we know that she knows all that? I'm assuming no you know, because you're probably the leader of the Order of the Blue Feather. That's where I got Feather from. And... Uh, <laughs> Oh, Sacrosanct Order. It's very long. That's a long name. You shorten it. And he has his journal where he documented everything, including the location of your secret hideout under the bathhouse. So he's probably going there. Or maybe he's not. I don't really know. So we might want to go there first and then perhaps have an in-depth conversation where we sort everything out. Assume that I know everything that you've done up until this point. Entering into the libraries, into the dark depository, breaking into 
the Vault of Hidden Wisdom. We technically didn't break in because we had permission from Mom and Afra. You are technically wrong, but I'll get to that later. Ooh, dang. Ooh, was she not really Mom and Afra? Because that would be an interesting twist. We've had a lot of twists recently. I think let's get the speculation down until we get all the facts. Oh, we say Kelru, but he's a statue, but I'm assuming he's not going to be a statue soon, so he can tell you. Hollis. Shush. We're telling her the thanks. Kabek, I assume, is the name that the individual that was traveling with you gave you. Mm-hmm. That's true. Kabek was the bad guy. It's not his real name, I'm sure. The leader of the Silver Chain introduced himself to us as Kabek. He has gone by many names. I knew him once as Taliba. Mm. Mm. I knew him as well as Kosir. For a time, he went by many other various monikers. All of them are lies. He is a master of them, mm-hmm. as all of you are no doubt aware. We are now. You have the mask. You can tell that it is not a question. No. Yeah. Yes. Sudi just nods, because what else? I mean, we've not done a good job at being stealthy about that. No. Much too citrus sugared. Yes. My order is ancient. We're aware. Perhaps not aware how ancient. Well, considering that my ancestor was one of the thrones of the Blue Feathers, or the Sacrosanct... Ugh, it's so a very long. long name. The Blue Feather or the organization. Sacrosanct Order of the Blue Feathers. Yes. Not that hard. Sitcher <laughs> just glared We both at look you. at Sudi, like, really? Our order has operated for millennia for the betterment of Osirian. Well, you did technically create the mask, so I don't know about that. I mean, before that, they did good stuff, I'm sure, and after that, they probably did. High Priest Nahamra... First throne of the Sacrosanct Order of the Blue Feather created the mask. Yes. His intentions... While good, were disastrous. Hence, why our order was responsible for its safekeeping. That didn't work. I must say that it did work for 6,000 years, which is better than most can accomplish. True. Now, I will be frank with you. I am amongst the thrones of the Sacrosanct Order of the Blue Feather. I am not the foremost. Who is? Of little concern to the situation. Let us simply say that we are much as our true Lord who sits upon the throne, divided. Mm, Of course. Wait, what? Nethus. Oh. I and some amongst our numbers believe that the time has come for the mask to pass beyond. There are many threats in this world. Things that you can only imagine. Clocks ticking down to an inevitable destruction. I understood that reference. That our order may be one of the few that can avert. There are others, however, who wish your destruction. Well, that's about right. We've met a few of them. No, not from this order. I have taken no moves against you, despite the moves that you have taken against me. Interestingly, both toward the same goal. We did not intend for it to go the direction that it did. We did not come here with any intention to insult you or your order. How it played out was I can only imagine you were unaware of the existence of my order before you arrived. We knew about the order, we just didn't know you were a part of it. Uh, no, actually we didn't. We knew about the order. This the you knew the name order. of it. Yeah. yeah, but we didn't know that she knew had anything to do with it. Well, that's it. what I we, mean. We <laughs> yeah. knew of the order, but we didn't know their involvement. Yeah. So we we technically started this with 
there was a secret society. They were the ones who created the mask. That's no, you didn't even know any of that. Oh, no, actually, yeah, yeah we didn't even know you that. You just knew yeah. about the you order. Just, you just found an old sheet of paper that happened to say those words in that order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, went, huh, they said thrones. That sounds like some sort of esoteric order. Yeah, exactly. I believe it's time to follow what Dejerida the Third suggested, which is undo. No, Dejerida the Second. Second? Oh, right. Yeah, second. yours was the third. That's weird. Uh, the second. And uh, undo what has been done, which you can probably do if you put all the pieces together, is what... Uh, that is what we have discovered, yeah. yes. The mask has been revealing things to our compatriot over the past few weeks. Visions of the past, of the time when, well, the mask was created. Interesting. It's a creation of pure calm energy. To my understanding, it is not intelligent. No, but we think it has some bleeding when it was split in three. Our belief is that the cow was not cleanly severed, and part of the Ba and Ib are partially connected to it. Even the greatest necromancer cannot cleanly sever a spirit from other pieces. Hmm. Hence why even destroying the soul of an individual will sometimes still allow a person to speak with the remnants of their spirit via magic. I don't know if I agree with it not being intelligent. It may possess a personality. Think of it as a skilled servant. A master chef, for instance, would not wish for you to ask for him to make not but bread for all of his indentured to you if he can illustrate the other abilities that he could present, the other dishes he could make for you. Unlike many items, this one desperately wishes to be used. For good or ill depends upon the individual. This I know. That fits with what we thought would be suspected. But without the personality, it has no ego. And without ego, it's incapable of exerting influence over an individual. It is not intelligent. Now, what it shows you may influence your decisions. But that is not magical. It is just mundane manipulation. I still feel like we are wasting time talking about this right now when the location of the other is highly secured. After you you broke into my vault, I dispatched a number of my guards to safeguard this location. All right. Well, then I guess the other issue is that the heart has been stolen from Sothis, presumably by my old associate who is now being controlled by it, because otherwise she wouldn't have portrayed the church. So it would seem. And uh, the body is somewhere in a floating pyramid that maybe we can find the location of, which is why we were in these libraries, to beat Kabek or whatever he calls himself before he finds it. Regardless, we'll still have to defeat whoever has the heart, because we have to bring all the pieces together. Yeah, but having two pieces is better than having one if the you're doing this. The heart, unlike the mask, is pure ego. It cannot be handled safely. Mm -hmm. That's what that vision showed. Mm. Whomever has taken it is lost to you. Mm. I'll let the party make a sense motive check. I will. Oh, it's in my hand. (laughs) Be average and get a 19. I will roll slightly below average for a 7 for a 13. I rolled an 18. Woo! (laughs) Uh, For a... Oh, wait, I get a bonus because I'm wearing it. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, Mask. <laughs> so it's a 33. Dang. Thank God. For Sudi, 
Yeah, I mean, this this makes sense. But this that exactly is what you've been worried about with Onurus using the mask the entire time. Yep. Hollis, I can only imagine that idea is depressing and crushing itself. Mm-hmm. Citra, with your sense motive check, even going a little retroactive with this, you have the feeling that everything that she said up until that point is absolute truth. That, however, seems to be conjecture. You don't think she 100% believes it with the authority that she states that. More one of those, it would be far safer to assume that. I don't think you can know for sure. I don't think it's possible to know for sure with this kind of artifact. If we can save someone, we should save them. Gotta find them first. Just saying. The mask can be used for either good or ill. I'm aware. The same cannot be said of the other fragments of Hakatep's soul. How do you know? Because it is Hakatep. Was he a bad guy? Yeah, no offense, but he's been stricken from all records. So unless you know something that we don't, that you should probably share. Because he could have been stricken because of the mask thing. Of course, he'd strike that guy. He could have not been stricken because of that. Who even? I mean, that would be nice to know. Any details pertaining towards the Sky Pharaoh have been lost. So then how do you know? Because what we've seen says possibly something different. Well, I mean, we don't know. She turns. Sets involved. Looking directly at Hollis. Uh Uh-oh. Good or ill, his vengeance would be all-consuming. Yep, that's true. Mm, Much like other types of undead. Mm. I mean, if you've been, well... Alive might be a little bit strong of a word, but in this state for thousands of years, you'd probably have a grudge also. Well, and we know from what Kabak bragged at us is that, I mean, he wants to get rid of the Ruby Prince, become Pharaoh again. So where does this put us now? What is the next step? The Hacha pauses. For a moment, you hear arguments beyond the door. Is that Kelroom? I love him. He's nice. Oh, is it a Zat? Oh, we you got You hear... The scraping sound of drawn weapons. We gotta check on The Hatya raises a hand. Stop. Admit her. Her. The door opens as Mamanafra makes her way in. How did she know that that was Mamanafra? There's no secrets here. (laughs) Her Highness glances once about the room. You can see kind of the tense standoff in the room beyond with the guard eyeing nervously the trio of Risen Guard. My... Mamanuffer glances over towards the Hatya. What is the meaning of this? The Hatya inclines her head, bows respectfully. I guess we bow. Your most excellency. Mamanuffer makes her way forward. These people are my friends. Citra kind of like narrows her gaze confusedly. Dude, yeah, I have no idea how to react to this situation. And we're operating under my direct authority. The Hacha stops her bow, looks up. I had them brought here because these three are lawbreakers and I wish to have a word with them. Mamanafra looks once between all of you back to the high priestess. They're operating under my authority. Ergo, not lawbreaking. I dispatched them out into the night to take care of Matters that pertain to the Pharaoh and not to Tefu. The Hacha nods. It is not their evening activities that concerned me, but breaking into the Vault of Hidden Wisdom 
Mamanafra opens her mouth before the Hatya raises a hand. The look that crosses Mamanafra's face is utter <laughs> indignity. Ooh, man. This is crazy. Paul's like, I wish I had popcorn. <laughs> the Hatya lowers her hand. There may have been a misunderstanding. The Vault of Hidden Wisdom does not belong to the Hatya. It belongs to the High Priestess and is passed down as personal property. Ergo, it is beyond the authority of the Pharaoh to have his agents break in directly to my own personal property. What? That's a smart way to get around that. That's Nicole. okay. That is some lawyery BS. Citra, oh, okay. Citra is so done. Why does any of this matter at the moment? Apparently, we all have the same goal in mind. Can we please get back to how we're going to solve it? Your Excellency. Ma'am. And your ladyship? Your grace? Your great? I don't know. that I am not a, the nobility. I don't know how to properly address everybody, but I know that I want to save Osirian, and y- you all are making this very difficult. Enough with the secrets, enough with the lies, enough with the everything. I just want to save everyone, and I can't. Where is Onyris? He's the one I couldn't save. Mamanoffer glances back towards the Hatya, back towards the group of you. Did you find any proof or evidence of the Hatya's involvement with the cult? Seems that she's been fighting the cult. The cult has co-opted a local gang called the Silver Chen. They have been operating in the city. My theory, and please correct me if I am incorrect, is that... The missing people, missing funds have been used for a shadow war against this cult. Yep, that was also my theory. I agree. Nahacha glances over Mamanafra. As governor of this city, it is my responsibility to see to its safety. I've been doing so in the best way possible. Any communications with Sothis would be, by their very nature, subject to interception. And I am dealing with an incredibly capable adversary from what little I have garnered from your companions they have already run afoul of this Kabek this master of the silver chain they are well aware of his capabilities and from what I can gather he is still at large oh yeah some of the disappearances are soldiers who have unfortunately died in my war some were individuals associated with the cult that had to be Bunged from the city. Mm. The resources I have put to full use under the legal authority granted to me in the event of civic unrest. I have defined this as such. I have filled out the paperwork and can provide it to you. Are we sure she's not a priest of Abadar? Hollis this loves game, her. This game is good. She's They're good at neutral. the game. She's good at the game. The two of them eye each other. These individuals still have need of information inside of the Vault of Hidden Wisdom. Is that not correct? Yep. Yes, Unfortunately. Do. Unless you happen to know where Chiss's sex tube is. The hotship pauses for a moment. Let me be frank with you. Any information that you provide me is also provided to the Sacrosanct Order of the Blue Feather. Consider that and decide again whether or not you want my direct interference. Alright, so we can't be that frank with you. Got it. Okay, then. However, I am willing to make an offer to you. I will provide you access 
If you say three days, I'm going to throw something. <laughs> I don't think we even need. I don't days. think we need three days. I'm just the Hasha eyes you, and they. I'm putting up with your breaches of etiquette to a point. It's been a very long night. I will Please provide continue. you access to garner what information you need. And in return, when you are done, you will do two things for me. Firstly, you'll find the individual you know as Kabek, and you will send his head to me. It's already planned. Great, on. love it. Not the problem. As intact and preserved as possible. Oh, so but they explode. How do we keep um, them exploded? That. We don't kill him. We knock him out. Keep him unconscious. He could. Can't they just explode if they, they feel like it? They can just explode if they feel like it, yes. I would hope that Kabek was not as fanatical as the others. But if he is, collect his ashes and send them to me. Oh, we could flesh to where we could turn him into a statue. Theoretically, yes. I need to buy some spells. Return his remains. Secondly, unless under direct invitation by the Hatia of the city, you will never enter the gates of Tefu again. I but, think we can accommodate that. Um, uh, she's kind of from here. I live here. You don't oh. anymore. I you have two weeks to get your affairs in order. Are my parents safe to stay? They know nothing of what I've been doing in the city. I do not punish family for the actions of the individual. Thank you. But the three of you bring an unnecessary level of chaos to my city. Technically, we were sent on the mission, but... Sudi just kind of like, kind of nods like, yeah, yeah. We did this the most lawful way we could think of doing it. We were not lawful <laughs> much at all. Uh, we Actually, we were actually, very lawful. No. We did try to do it the proper channel. It wasn't fun. True. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. as, as lawful as you could be with just a little bit of breaking and entering. I believe our business here is concluded. I believe so. I don't suppose you know where Zaz went, Enfalto? We have not been directly pursuing your confidants, considering how obvious of a distraction and ruse they are. Well, we can scry them. We'll find them. Oh, okay. Just have to ask. I knew you were having us followed. By Kelru, who's now a statue. I hope he's not a statue anymore. Hope not. Kelru has long been a loyal servant of the church. He's a good guy. However, I will need the rest of you to go. Alrighty, thank you, ma'am. Understand that while I am lenient, there are many in my order who will not be. Hmm. As long as you hold the item, you will never know safety. I already knew that. She turns to Mama Nafra. I apologize for the misunderstanding that we have had up until this point. Mama Nafra eyes her, glances back towards all the rest of you, almost as if reading your faces to see whether or not this does seem to be as copacetic as it is. I mean, it is, yeah. I mean, City looks as agreeable as it can be with the whole, and then you will never darken my doors ever again side. I have that's a little no rough. desire to come back to this town ever. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, yeah, this town has not been kind to us, but that's also, like, very rude. I think we should move your whole family, because this town sucks. Everybody moved to Wati. No, Sothis, where real people live. Hall's a big city girl. Sudi's not a real person. My parents are restoring the library right now. They're not going anywhere. Oh, I was saying that out of character. Oh. Mama Nafra looks back. Oh, it seems my business here is complete. It's a shame. It's a very nice palace. Thank you for your eventual honesty. She makes her way forward, smiles, 
very uncomfortably hugs the Hatya. Oh, oh good goodness. Goodness. Voldemort. <laughs> Voldemort. <laughs> As she steps back, Mamanofra smiles. The mask back on. Her mask of pretending to be someone else, not a literal mask. Fake mask. This was very pleasant. I do plan on doing it again. Hollis is like, I don't know what's going on. Gracious. This is weird. She's going to start summering here. I figure, like, Citra, like, looks at y'all and kind of, like, nods. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's... We it's, bow. We make whatever yes. signal we need to make. And we leave. Mamanoff returns. Gestures for all of you to follow. I guess we do. Yep. I give one last look to the Hatia, like, a nod of kind of, thanks for not killing us, but... We're Thanks. definitely ca- classifying her frenemy. Frenemy. We got yeah. you. We're on the same A path. little bit more maybe on the enemy side of the no, frenemy scales. I don't know. I don't she, know. She did kick me out of my home. Exactly. Yeah, but <laughs> she also I, it was deserved. Us. I mean, we should have just talked to her. The Hutcha holds up a hand for a second. Oh, gracious. Mm-hmm. Makes her way forward. Hollis, Sudi, you're you know, a good 10, 15 steps further along before you notice that Citra has stopped. We pause. Lahacha glances down towards, uh, glances up towards Citra, actually, because she's barely five feet tall. Dang. Yeah, I'm oh, she's so tiny. I love her. <laughs> you have caused a great number of disruptions to my city. It wasn't intentional, I assure you. However, I will assure you, I take the safety of every resident of my city as my utmost concern. As you should. I'm not doing what I'm doing to just cause chaos for chaos sake. I'm doing this to save everyone I can including the citizens of your city. You misunderstand. I have long battled the cult, and I'm aware of their methods and whom they target, and I will protect any residents of my city. Citra gives her a very heartfelt nod in thanks. Go in peace, Nahamra. Mm, You as well. I suppose you turn and make your way. Follow Mama Nafra. Follow after Mama Nafra. The mute guards shut the door back behind you. I'm going to have questions about that in the after party. <laughs> Prepare yourself. I bet they just don't have a tongue or they have a gaius on them. Hmm. Could be either way. No, see, that's what you would do as a gaius, but, like, the fact that they've got, like, the, the covering on them, it's like, does it sewn shut? Do they have their lips, like, their tongues removed? I have questions. Exiting from the chamber, Mamanofra leads the way downstairs. Doesn't actually lead the... Uh, one of the risen guard takes point yeah. and makes his way downstairs. You would notice, as always, despite, despite all the issues that you had to go through in peace, tying your weapons, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They don't. Well, and again, their weapons are always open and bared. You have never seen them sheath their weapons. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, isn't the whole thing like they don't even sleep? Uh, I mean, there are a thousand rumors pertaining yeah. towards them. The most common and well-known of this that any of you with probably a single rank and knowledge local, since you're natives of Osirian, is that the pharaoh as well as the Pharaoh's family are always surrounded by should the specific phrasing of it is the Pharaoh should see three members of the risen guard, any direction he looks at all times. What was it? One to kill for him, one to die for him and one to carry him to safety. Yep. You suppose the same applies to his very close friends. You also have to <laughs> die to become one. That's true. Yep. Super fun. The woman leads you all outside back into the, uh, the blessed cool of the evening. Your camel grunts and anoints. That's victory for you. Mamanofra turns back towards all of you. It would appear that I was incorrect. In what way? I am particularly good at telling when people are lying to me. And she was very much telling the truth. I had assumed the worst of her. I've had issues in the past with people of staunch faith. Their first loyalty is not to their country. It's to their God. Yes. 
she made her choices. I don't agree with them. But I am willing to bet without having to dig through a stack of dull, tedious contracts that she is very much specifically within the letter of the law. She does seem that tap. It is not a fight worth having, but it seems it came at some cost. She glances back in the direction of the half-shredded cart. A high one. That was trusting the wrong people, too. Well, I've at times had difficulties with people of faith. He seemed a noble soul. There are some priests that travel with me. Two clerics of Wajit. I will have them wash him this evening. I imagine that all of you would wish to go and have some rest. That would be appreciated. Very much so. Very well. She nods, makes her way over towards her... Uh, Paliquin? Paliquin. Thing, are they carrying yeah. her? Yep. Yeah, there's eight, there's eight people waiting over there with a palaquin to Gracious. <laughs> Gracious. That seems right. On uh, brand. Yep. She makes her way over. The uh, the servants begin making their way as the uh, the guards, the regular guards surrounding her, make their way forward. And the three risen guard form the spear point of the soldiers, escorting her back north from here, back to the Palace of Gentle Reeds, escorting all of you back to the Palace of Gentle Reeds. You unfortunately hadn't heard anything about Kelleru before you were forced to leave, but you also don't know if they had the spells ready or prepared, or if they mm. would need to wait to prepare them the following day. Yeah, regardless, it sounds like the Hachi's going to take care of him one way or another. Loyal servant. Yeah, I've got questions about that as also. The lot of you return back, make your way into the palace. The servants make their way forward, collect on Eurus, bear him inside. You're met only a short distance in by the uh, the priests of Wajet, who take him to go anoint him with the proper oils and give him the respect necessary for the dead. I don't know what to do with him afterward. Do we take him back to Wati? You can't leave him here. And there's no way that sending him to Sothis would mean anything. Momonofra, who has been standing nearby watching, will look over curiously. He is of the Malfrey family. I imagine that they would take him. Yeah, he was disowned by the Mafre family. Or he disowned them. Uh, both. It was mutual, it seems. Yeah, eventually. Is there a Church of Horus here? I don't know. Is there a Is Church there of Horus here? Mm-hmm. Uh, any of those of you wish to make me a knowledge local or knowledge geography, man? I don't have either uh, of those. Citra gets a 24 local. I get a 24 geology. 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 I can look at these rocks and tell you exactly where the temple forest is. There's one inside of this complex geode forest. Um, I get a 24 geography. Okay. Uh, Citra, your knowledge local inform. There are no temples. There's not even an active shrine to horse anywhere here. With your geography for Hollis, not geology. (laughs) I mean, you know that there's a shrine to Horus and Sothis, but outside of that, no. I mean, there's a shrine to him and Sothis, but... I could write to his mother and see if she would allow him to be buried there. I don't... Or Septi. What about his mentor? Uh, that'd be in the desert. I mean, there's mm. little to no likelihood of being able to really get in contact with Tedesora. Honey, short there's of magic. magic. Short of magic. I mean, it will take a long time to prep his body anyway, so we'd have time. We could try sending a message. Well, we won't have time. No. We're here for two weeks. We don't know if Tedesora well. also would be... But we, it was. she said that we could return to Tafu only if we had express permission. So if we were picking him up, 
We can wait outside and somebody could bring him to us. That too. I'm going to be sad to see they go by to the city. Mm. But it's for the best. I can't say I particularly enjoyed being here. Uh, You're a small town boy. Well, and this city's (laughs) got too many secrets. There are no secrets in Tafu. That's why his hair's so big. The city. It's full of secrets. Mean Girls reference. Yep. Yep. Wow. <laughs> but you just like anthropomorphized the city to do it. That was, a, that was a real stretch of a joke there. Welcome. It's all the papyrus reeds. It's the hair. Yep. <laughs> yep. The secrets make the papyrus grow. <laughs> That's why there's so much papyrus. They have to write all the secrets. That's why there's all these reeds. Secrets and the ashes of these cultists make the papyrus grow. Oh, um, goodness. Mom and Afra nods. He was a noble soul. More than you know. He died bearing my signet. He did. He did. I would return him to Sothis to take him to the Shrine of Horus. They can honor him. That sounds like something he'd like. Hmm. Thank you very much, Her Excellency. I think he would have appreciated that. I was growing attached to him. Unfortunately, as so often is the case, things don't always end the way that we would wish. Too true. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Is that a Nethian phrase? It is. <laughs> that sounds like nothing. That's actually pretty, pretty, pretty on point for Nethus. Yeah. Sometimes at the same time. <laughs> also, the Lord works in mysterious ways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Her Excellency nods. Citra bows and thanks. You have a very difficult task ahead of you, and I can only imagine things will be much harder as you are now fewer in number. Speaking of, we do need to go find Falto and Azaz. Falto? That handsome young man that travels with you? Yeah. Uh, yes, Kabek apparently told him to do something or go We don't somewhere. really know. We're not actually sure what happened. He returned here a few hours ago. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, was he with a Nethian uh, priest? Nethian wizard, somewhat surly. No. Oh. I mean, he, was, he returned here with a young man and an older couple. Oh, great. He said that they were... How did he phrase it? The young man was his hireling, and that the elderly couple were there to help Citra with art lessons. You know he was lying about that. <laughs> oh, oh no, he's, <laughs> he's rather adorable. He's very cute. He has a way. I will be departing tomorrow. I have been away from Sothis for too long. We will leave an hour after dawn. I believe that time is important to Horse. It is. That is when he used to pray. If you'd wish to see me at my barge and see him off, perhaps we can say a few words. Mm. I would like that. Yeah. As would I. Thank you. Give our ring back, Zudi. No. No? There are many challenges ahead of you, and it would be perhaps best if you walked in the Pharaoh's shadow. Thank you. Thank you very much. It will definitely come as a boon to us. You are out there to save lives. And perhaps on many occasions over the past few weeks, you have felt like you have been alone in this. Somewhat, yes. There are those of us very interested in seeing your success. That's great to finally hear that from somebody. (laughs) (laughs) So he's got to give one of those like sarcastic like, (laughs) yeah, rest now. Know that you'll be well protected. That's a nice thought. I will have guards stationed outside of your rooms if this friend-turned-enemy 
is still somewhere nearby. There's a larger apartment down at the end used for dignitaries. Their rooms individually are smaller, but they each empty into a central yard. So you will always be within short distance of one another if things should turn sour. Mm, that, that sounds th- perfect. That would be appreciated. Yes. There will be an extra room there so that your painting instructors <laughs> might be able to assist you. <laughs> Thank you, Your Excellency. But of course, rest well for tomorrow your fight continues. <laughs> she turns Hops in a different chair carried by four other servants. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! And is borne away down the hallway. Jeez. I'm going to miss this character so much. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this character's so good. Best right. character in the book so far. I want to know what Falto has to say. Let's go talk to him. Oh my goodness. I suppose you, uh, one of the servants leads you to this other wing. Interestingly enough, for Citra. I think is the only one. Yes. For Citra, the design and layout of this is rather similar uh, and familiar to you because it is similar to the design and layout of the the nice suite of rooms that you were staying with with Falto when you're at the Tooth and Hookah. Oh, Oh, nice. Uh, Four rooms with a large central courtyard area with a fountain bubbling and such. Uh, Sudi never stayed there and Hollis was only in, I think, some of the slummier parts of Wati. Yep. (laughs) Upon arriving, you'd have just enough time to basically open the door before a woman would rush forward and wrap her arms around Citra. Citra, they told me that you were uh, out fighting? Uh, is something like that? She just kind of pats you over, looking over the blood splattered across you and torn <laughs> clothes. <laughs> Man, we are a hot mess right yeah. now, guys. It looks worse than it is. Uh, Your father makes his way forward, nodding. You're okay, though. As fine as I can be. As the two of them fuss over you, Azaz makes his way straight up towards Sudi. Any news? He's at the church. We found him. He's at the... You took him back to the church? He was turned to stone. The priests of Nethys are reviving him. (sighs) Either tonight or tomorrow. That's... That's... (laughs) That's... (sighs) Thank you. He's going to be all right. Azaz nods. Seemingly not knowing what else did he just awkwardly shake Sudi's hand. Why Sudi? Citra is really busy and he doesn't really know Hollis. He tried to kill Sudi once though, so they have a connection. Hollis hugs um, him regardless of Battle his Brothers. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He gives you a hug back. Yeah. It's a little awkward. Yeah, you know, like uh, you do. Uh, are they tending to him right now? I don't know. You can go check though. I, I, I will. Um, thank you. He nods, turns, rushes off. Falto just, you know, smiles from where he's sitting on the uh, the edge of the fountain. He's a cute boy. I like him. There's a little scorpion. His scorpion stung me once. Oh, that's not pleasant. Why are you talking to me? You're over there hugging your parents. <laughs> <laughs> but Falto stands to his feet and makes his way over. He gets a curious look as he looks over the three of you. The answer's bad to that question you're thinking. <sighs> yeah, pretty much. Kabak say anything to you? Kabak? Yeah. What did he what did yeah. he do from the time we left until about right now? Yeah, I figure Citra's like calming your parents down so she can listen to this. Do we need to know everything that happened? No, we stepped out of here. We started making our way. Kavik brought up something about um being concerned about us being scried. Uh so we cast a protective ward on uh, Azaz and I, just to ensure that we wouldn't be scried from there. And then uh, we made our way off into the city. We found your parents. He said that he had an idea, a place that would be safe for all of us. 
So he had to go and set up that, but said that uh, in the meantime, I should make my way to a, uh, uh, what did he call it? A safe house that he had located on the edge of town and that I shouldn't tell anyone, particularly mom and offer she could possibly be involved with the whole cult thing. But then you ended up here. Well, yeah, obviously I was going to tell Citra. I mean, it makes perfect sense what he was talking about, but personally, I know from grand experience that no one's going to try a double bluff like that. Also, Kabek's bad, and he's killed on Uris, and, like, it's bad. Kabek. Kabek's the bad guy. So, the leader of the Silver Chain, Kabek. I find that very unlikely. I know, because he cast a charm spell on you. There's not really a protective warrant he would have cast on both of y'all. Well, no, that doesn't make... Well, I mean... I guess to a degree it would make some sense if he was trying to cast a calm spell and then tell him or charm spell and then try to tell me to go and do something that would be necessarily not a great idea. Although, of course, if it's a charm spell, then I wouldn't be actually magically compelled to do anything that he told me to. Um, I just did what my adventuring training has told me over the years, which is generally speaking, trust my gut, which told me to come back here and make sure to sit right new because obviously I wasn't going to make her worry about where her parents were by not informing her what's going on. That makes no sense. Plus, if the people came, I would obviously be much more secure in a place that I have already secured, such as our rooms. Citra runs up and hugs him. Oh, hey. Also, Mom and Alfred did not believe your lie, but it was funny. Oh, okay. Let's just say that your gut saved you from... Good gut. Well... Getting gutted. Yeah. Oh, is Poss- that too dark? Possibly. A little bit. A little bit. Well, I mean, I've trusted it so far, and it's... uh. You're squeezing a little hard there. <laughs> Citra releases him and, and is probably like crying, but they're like more happy tears this time. <laughs> God, are you sure, Kabek? Maybe he's charmed. No, he hit me with a lightning bolt. He's sick, the uh, <laughs> cultist. No, what is it? The, the Gyro Sphinx or whatever? Yeah, the Sphinx. I don't know. Gyro I can Sphinx? Think of, uh, he did sink, uh, sick a Sphinx on me. Oh, she killed it, though. She killed the crap out of it. It was good. Oh, well, maybe yeah. they were all charmed. It no. just doesn't sound like Kabek to do that. We'll talk, I mean, of course, if I was charmed, long? I would say that. We'll talk how in the morning. How long does this last? I don't know. We'll talk in the morning. It's a spell in the morning. For uh, Hollis, you would know that the spell would last for, I think it's a day per caster but level. I can, for I can dispel tomorrow. I can't today. Yeah, break enchantment or dispel magic would work. Let's just talk tomorrow. Right now, let's just take a bath. Bath sounds Preferably good. in a golden tub, but I'll take a marble one if it's here. Seriously? Well, I, I already drew a bath for Citra, but uh, I imagine they could probably draw one for the rest of you. Let's just all take... No, never mind. One big communal bath. No. Sudi <laughs> no. is highly against this. All right, fine. Sudi is generally baths. against baths, but... <laughs> I don't know. He takes a lot of baths. That's true. Hey, cats Cats like to stay clean. Oh, yeah, but they I, don't particularly I, like water. I don't actually like... I'm not like the cat that's yeah, self-cleaning. Yeah, you don't clean so. yourself. You're not a self-cleaning cat. cat. <laughs> the not newest the model, Sudi 3000. <laughs> Now with Kung Fu Grip. He said Sudi 3000. Suddenly I'm imagining like once he reaches maximum level of his uh, his prestige class, someone just stabs him. And again, it's like the, the Terminator 3000 where just like liquid metal reforms. <laughs> oh, no. It's just like they pull it out and just like there's just no blood or anything there. It's just like it just closes right up. Yep. Yep. You eventually get some sort of pass through stone, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah. So yeah, I, actually, oh, I actually know meld with stone. I yeah, that's a stone. shockingly accurate representation. Yeah, I will eventually meld with stone. <laughs> You're gonna be weird and great. and I get stone tell and like all kinds of weird stone stuff. Ooh, it's really stone cool. tell's fun. Yeah, I get stone tell. It's real cool. Tell stone me your secrets. Yeah, tell me your secret statue that's been staring out in the space forever. Exactly. Uh, in in good news, we're going on that trip with you, I guess, because we got two weeks in the city and then we gotta get out. Oh. Oh. Uh, thank you for that. I was going to try and tell them a little bit more gently. And you're, going say, to, you're going to have to leave. 
I've apparently been banned from the city. But how are you banned from the city? Uh, apparently causing enough chaos that I stuffed the hot yeah. Although she was an ass lady. We may have also accidentally <laughs> broken into her personal library. We didn't know it was personal. Which we did not know. Okay, Citra, we are going to sit down and have a conversation. <laughs> but you are filthy, so come on. <laughs> <laughs> I like parents. I miss mine. Oh, Sudi. Look at Batman over orphan. here with nothing. <laughs> I haven't seen him in I was orphaned not years. once, but twice. <laughs> you know I what? already said my parents would adopt you. I mean, Sudi's basically Batman if Alfred also died. <laughs> yes! yes! Oh! No, you have a Sphinx now. We just have to go find her in the desert again. I don't have a Sphinx yet, no. and the Sphinx is going to be my Robin. Sudi already wears all black because he is. <laughs> <laughs> Falto like comes over. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no parents. Falto comes over. I'm not rich. <laughs> an orphan. Doesn't too. make it easier. Yeah, Falto probably like claps you on the shoulder and is like, "Yeah, I know." Yeah. <laughs> uh, buddies. Maybe related. We don't know. Well, not related. I, related. That's still my head cannon because that would just mean Sudi has somebody. <laughs> you got us, buddy. You re- you read Dane, right? Yeah. Oh, he makes his way into his room. Comes back with a a book for you. So I read this story. It's all about how to be a hero. It goes through a whole list of things. And apparently, and I kid you not, you are 60% more likely to be a hero if your family's dead. I don't know why, but it seems to be a thing. Well, what else are you going to do? I so guess. he like takes this book and just like looks at it. Like how thick of a book are we talking? Is this like an encyclopedia or is this like it's, it's a, a shockingly paper- thick book until you open and realize that like every other page is like an illustration. Thank you for this. I think. Oh, yeah. It, it definitely set me on the trail. Um, it, it covers all the things that you need to know. The 10 best uses for a 10-foot pole, why you should always carry a dagger, what to do do if you stumble into a gelatinous cube. It's really useful. Oh, it's like a survival guide. Yeah. I'll read it tonight. It's for the uh, the Pathfinder scouts. <laughs> <laughs> or pathies, as we call them. Pathies. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's awful. That's so good. Um, so, Sudi, you get to do some light reading in the bathtub. Um, I mean, to be fair, I also only sleep for two hours a night, so I've got to have something to do. It's true. And also, this is in Taldane, so it's probably one of those, like, you're doing that, like, sounding out the words as you're reading. You're still not... It's I barely read anything, yeah. Actually, yeah, we did establish that you're... Uh, I'm I'm not illiterate, but I'm one step above illiterate. Yeah. Yeah, Learned languages, though. Yeah. Hollis is giving him lessons. I'm we giving him lessons. Hollis oh, I can use me. this. Yeah, there you go. I imagine when uh, when they took Onurus on her, it stayed with Onurus. Yep. The lot of you rest up for the evening. Did you grab your chicken out of the cart? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming it was just yeah, one of those, yeah, hey, I'm not deaf there. anymore. And then she like comes over. Let me tell you all the things that you missed. I just opened my pack and she hopped in and I closed it. That's why yeah. there was no talking. <laughs> She's like, I'm tired. Open Wait, my bag. I mean, I think we've already established Sugar is the smartest of all of us. Yeah, she is. I mean... Well, she's actually not so actually technically smarter than you, but really she's smarter. She's wise. She got that. She's wisdom. wiser than me. She got that wisdom. She's wiser than me. She has a twelve, and I have a ten. I'm wiser. At than At least I've got something on that chicken. I'm wiser <laughs> than the chicken. And strength and like <laughs> constitution and. But the the mind stuff. I got better mind stuff than the chicken in one way, and that's important to Sudi's ego. What's yours at now? Fourteen. Oh, sorry, sixteen. I've got a magical item on. So do I. So mine's at a 16, too. <laughs> oh. We don't. We sure don't act like we have wisdom. <laughs> I don't know. Citra's been trying to do the right thing. I don't know if uh, ste- stepping up and on the hot yell was the wisest thing to do. I don't but know. Got everybody to shut up and get going. Yeah, Focus. It's, it's fair. 
Let's put aside the petty grudges and move on. The three of you rest up for the evening. Awaken the following day. Early in the morning, I imagine get dressed in your your best. The guards have been standing guard outside for the entire evening through. Falto dresses as nicely as he can as well, and I suppose the four of you, five counting the chicken, who puts on a little chicken cloak or something. <laughs> yeah. Chicken cloak. <laughs> you make your way out. The palace is this tizzy of activity even this early. When Mama Offer decides that she's going, she's going. To be fair, she gave them less than 24 hours notice and was like, all right, we're packing up, guys. We're leaving. And so I imagine all night long, it's just been servants scuttling around, like hauling yeah. stuff around. I mean, you guys are actually like, Hollis, you haven't been able to rest long enough to fully regain spells yet. I got to sleep in the morning. Yep. Some more. <laughs> Mass sleeping. Yeah, because... Uh, I'm going to sleep while you sell things. Yeah, Probably. it was past midnight when you fought against Kavik. So you had that meeting last night at about two in the morning, and now it's about seven. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. The I'm rested. The lot of you make your way out into the beautiful back gardens, and there you find the the barge waiting. A number of the guards have carried on your out and laid him there upon the barge in the place of respect next to Her Excellency. Or where Her Excellency would ride. Even the lions aren't here. Just on Eurus, resting serenely, facing towards the west, away from the rising sun, facing towards the land of the dead. Mamanafra stands nearby, wearing a somber, but still a little scanty, black ensemble. Gracious. That's the only thing she owns. Yeah. She wasn't expecting a funeral. Onurus has been dressed in pure white linens, which contrasts starkly with his golden skin. His shield and kopesh have been laid at his sides, weapon and protection to carry on into the next life. On her, it perches nearby, watching over his master at rest as he did in life. Mamanafra nods as you approach. The priests have ensured that he will be kept safe and whole until he can return and be given proper rites in the Temple of Horus. Would you like to say some words before we go? I would, but I don't know if there's anything really to say that would help, but I will try. Um, I'll start with this one. I, I heard him say it a few times. O Sky Lord, holder of both moon and sun, great falcon who flies the horizon, Teach me the ways of law and victory. Teach me of kings and light, of triumphant flight, and of the dawn. I think, in your way, Onurus, you embodied all of these things. You flew high and you tried your best to do what was best for everyone. You fought lawfully and you were victorious more than not. And I hope that, with Unheard leading your way, you find your way to your proper afterlife. Goodbye, my friend. I suppose Sudi will awkwardly shuffle forward. May you be given bread and beer, beef and fowl, clothing and ointment, everything good and pure, such as the souls of the blessed dead live upon. May your rest be swift and your judgment fair. Sorry. <laughs> such a downer. It was so sad. Yeah, such a downer. Well, you guys are both... Uh real good at this um 
They say that journeys end with lovers meeting, and so I hope that your journey on Eurus ends with you meeting again with them that loved you in your past life. It was an honor. Hollis like tips her hat. Falter nods as you step away, steps forward. I didn't know on Eurus well, uh, but when when Citra warned me of the of the mummies. Onurus provided me with protection. He was a good and noble man. When, when we're asked what makes a hero, a hero is a man who will stand for what's right, no matter how many people are telling him that it's wrong. A hero is a man who puts others before himself, no matter what anyone says about the man Onurus was in life. He died a hero. I, uh, I don't know how the traditions work here, but he nods, pulls out a, uh, a flask, takes a swig. May you find beer and bread in your afterlife, as Horse and Caden would wish. He reaches over the side of the barge and pours some of the alcohol into the river and nods. So he also nods familiar with this ritual. Mamadoffer glances over all of you. I will ensure that he receives the utmost honors. I ask only that all of you ensure that he does not die in vain. I will make sure of it. Sudi nods. He spoke a great deal of purpose the few times that I had the chance to speak with him. Sometimes our purpose is to ensure that others carry on and succeed. Being a priest, I am certain that he kept you all alive and well. On more than one occasion. A great burden has fallen to all of you, but the dead never really leave us. He will help you carry it from here. It has been a pleasure, doorkeepers. Thank you for bestowing this honor upon a humble servant of the Pharaoh. Citra nods, holding back tears. Life, prosperity, and health. She inclines her head. Citra bows deeply. Sudi also bows deeply. Hollis also bows deeply. Walter glances around awkwardly and then bows deeply. <laughs> yeah. She turns, makes her way onto the barge. As they push off from the dock, Unhurt gives out a screech, turns, looks to all of you with his one good eye, screeches, although his eyes pass all of you, down lower to the small creature <laughs> at Hollis's foot. Shiva walks back curiously as Unhurt spreads his golden wings and takes to the air, not circling, but flying west. Sugar watches after him, looks up towards Hollis. He's gone. He says he has to tell her. Tell who? He just said her. Hmm. Oh, um, on her it said he had to go tell her. Tadisora. Could be Tadisora. You stand in silence as the rowers push the barge out into the canal, and it floats serenely like the barge that carries the kings of old into the underworld, into the realms of Osiris, to continue the fight against chaos and disorder and darkness. And as the ship slowly glides away, we'll pick it up here next time.
Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyrighted 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.